Scudder, my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, inception. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session, the podcast. Today is September the 24th, and the boys are back. Uh-huh. As always, if you're listening to this, we got a special guest. His name is Javar, ladies and gentlemen. I know if you know him. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. But like always, if you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're consuming this um this fire at make sure you subscribe give us some likes comments leave a five-star review if it's on apple so people can get led to where the culture is being brought to you uh via fantasy football um yeah man how you feeling javar you've been going for a minute what's the word oh javar you on mute you don't know how this works all right so we're gonna kick it to los los how you feeling bro feeling pretty good man you know just ready to get it talk some more football man let's get it Thursday night football who you got winning tonight I know the game is going to be out tomorrow, so the game is already going to be over. So either going to be right or wrong. Really, uh, you could flip a coin, man, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins, man, in a um, – I think it's going to be a shootout between two sorry teams, man. So should be good for fantasy, though, if you've got anybody. Oh, Carlos takes the beard. I'm going to take the mustache. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go uh, Mystery Mania, too, bro. Duval. Um, yeah, but how you feeling, Javar? It's been a minute. You know, I feel good to be back. You know, I'd rather record than be in class any day. For sure that. But you almost there. Keep going. Hey, man, shout out to all the black kings and queens out there, the fallen ones, the ones that's striving. Like my boy Javar out here about to get his doctorate in front of his name. It's hard, extra hard. But we want to give a special um, shout out to Brianna Taylor and her family. Um, a special rest in peace uh, moment of silence to her. I ain't gonna say nothing else. But let's get to why we here for man. We do gunshots, button couch, gunshots. You put all the people that you're starting in um tonight and Thursday's role in the game, uh in the actual their position roles. Uh, not the flex like I did, and that's the only reason Carlos beat me that other week. But yeah, yeah. no, no, no. What you did was, which they need to hear is, if you have a Monday night game who's questionable, put them in your flex. So like you have the flexibility to pivot off a receiver to a running back or a tight end. You know, if he uh, does end up being out. Not even that. He it was Monday night, the last game, <laughs> the last game of the week. And but was, no, it was perfect for him because he had Jonu Smith on his yeah, bench. I had, I had so, him. like, he literally – it would have worked out perfectly if he had him in his flex. Yeah, I just oh. – his first week, I, I think it was, I was just, like, rusty. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I got so many leagues, bro. It's crazy because really leading – No more, bro. Leading, leading up to that, like, our – you know, to the Sunday night – or to the Sunday games when they kicked off, like, I was like, bro, if he leaves him in his wide receiver spot, bro, <laughs> he might be in trouble, bro. And when so, the game's like locked, I was like, oh, shit, he really did it, bro. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, Gabe, when do you start, like, editing or looking at your lineups? You wait till Wednesday or Thursday? 
Sometimes I'll be looking during the week. Sometimes I don't, bro. I got too many leagues. And I got to do notes, and then I got to, like, do podcast stuff. That's why you got to start early, bro. Like, after the uh, Monday, Sunday night game, sometimes I might be sitting there looking at some of the teams, setting up my lineup for the next week. Who hurt? Take them out. You know, just – it's just situated so. I don't like setting my line up too early. I don't want my opponents to know who I'm starting. My game. Man, with yeah. all these damn lineups, bro, I'm, I'm with Javar, man. I always, like, take a peek, like, on that Sunday, you know, when the Sunday games are wrapping up, bro, just to, uh, you know, have my initial lineup set. Um, and then, you know, I kind of just keep a note on who I'm, like, kind of still deciding on to come back to. But I'm checking my lineups, like, every single day, bro. Every single day, bro. And on Sunday, it's, 20 times before the game starts, I'm checking the lineup. Now, Sunday, I'm going crazy with the lineup check. And, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Let's get into some of the news and notes, man. Um, Cam Akers recovering, recoveringly very slowly. Um, Henry Ruggs hit knee and hamstring downgraded to limited at practice. Kenny Galladay limited at practice again. Devontae Adams is does not looking is not looking great for a Wednesday start. He didn't he has not he has not practiced all week. Uh, make sure you tune in to Fantasy in Session you know, Sunday morning to keep up with the um the official outs, official ends, you know what I mean? Outs and ends, starts and sits, you know the thing. Uh, Juju also missed another practice this week. Um, so that's all week. He has not practiced. Michael Smith, Michael Thomas has not practiced, nor has Julio Jones. Out of all of those wide receivers, who do you think could possibly get the start? None of them last three. I mean, Julio Jones probably because we really don't know how bad his injury is. But He usually is like on the injury report a lot throughout the week. Yeah. But like I said last show, man, it's a soft tissue injury, so I'm a little more worried than I usually am. But if uh, yeah, playing, right? if I yeah yeah, if he plays, you have to start him. Same with Adams, and same with Michael Thomas. Even though I know he's not going to play, he's not but gonna. yeah yeah, if he starts, you got to play him, bro. But just uh, pay attention to practice reports. AJ Brown still not practicing. DJ Shark, as you all know, he's out. He will be out tonight's game. James White is still away dealing with um, his father passing away and his mother being in the hospital and it's Thursday, so it's looking like he might not play. There's no signs of Josh Jacobs nor Darren Waller at practice today. Um, no specific reason as to why, but, you know, there's something about Well, play. Darren Waller is probably still hooked up to an IV since he was being used so damn much on Monday night, bro. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Bro, he know he has a 60% target share right now? I didn't know that. <laughs> That is cr- well, no, 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 between no, between him and the three receivers I had named. Right? So, yeah, it's yeah, just, it was just him, it's just, just him, him Josh Jacobs, and whoever, and yeah, everybody else is getting scraps. <laughs> uh, George Kittle has a chance to play this um, this Sunday with a, uh, the knee problem. If he's on the field, I'm starting him. I got him in my, in my rankings as if he's starting. So hopefully, let, hopefully he comes through. Um, uh, that's all the injury. Um, uh, Jameson Crowder also missed practice today and yesterday, so he probably will not be playing. Also, uh, anybody else y'all can think of that I missed? Uh, we recorded okay. yesterday, so we probably hit everything. True. Well, well, let's get into why we're here, man. Part two of the game breakdown the games that we did not hit last week, the first game of the. Yeah. The Texas at the Steelers. 
Big Ben, um, 29 for 41, 311 yards, two touchdowns and an interception versus Denver. How do you feel about Big Ben, Javar? Uh, Big Ben, uh, he has been looking great to start the season. Um, his office is getting back to normal. He's having around 20 points per game with at least two TDs in the first two games. And uh, the Texas defense had allowed the fourth most passing TDs in 2020. I mean, it's 2020. This ain't 2020. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In 2020, I meant to say, uh, the Texas defense has allowed the fourth, the fourth most passing TDs. So Big Ben is a streamable option, and he should be starting in most leagues this week. Yeah, I got him as a – I got him as a definitely like a start of the week. But I got another start of the week, but he was one of my potential starts of the week. I agree. Same. James Conner, 16 touches in 106 yards. A touchdown, two targets last week after the week one um, fiasco with Benny Snell. Stole a lot of people's bad points. How do y'all feel about James Conner going into this week? CH and the Ravens. Oh, go ahead. How do you feel about him, Javar? Uh, I don't really have much on James Conner this, uh, as far as stats goes, but he's going to be getting the ball, and uh, it's against a weak defense. So if you got him, you're going to be starting him. But uh, you guys should give the people some stats on Conner. I like, I like CH and the Ravens rushing attack both, like, crushed uh, the Texans. We've seen it back-to-back week. And that Texas offense just don't look like they're going to keep up with anything. You know what I mean? Even in a shootout, I don't even think they're ready to shoot. So, I like yeah. I like James Conner as a top 15 play. Yeah, and they proved last week that, you know, if he's healthy, he's the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Um, Tomlin has come out multiple times and said that. We start just had to see it, and uh, we saw it last week. So, you got to start him if he's healthy. Sorry, Benny Snell. Juju, if he's on the field, he's a start, but, he, you know, he's not healthy. Did you mention him? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he mentioned him. Deontay Johnson. Why do you want to call him? Dante Johnson. Deontay. Deontay. Deontay? Is it Deontay or Dante? Yeah, Deontay. (laughs) (laughs) He got a great matchup against uh, Brady. I don't want to call him by his right name. (laughs) Brady Roby this week. I got him as a start, man. How you feel about him? Well, uh, I like uh, both of these guys at their play. Uh, for, For one, Deontay Johnson is shaping up, looking like the top wide out in Pittsburgh, and uh, as uh, he's been targeted 21 times versus 14 um, versus Juju on target rate of routes runs, which is 28.8%. And uh, also with the Steelers averaging north of 35 passes attempts per game, these two guys could be considered much start, must starts each week with the passing game that heavy. And also we talked about the juicy matchup against the Texans. And uh, – Vernon Har- Hargroves or Hargraves, the third, and uh, Bradley Roby both earned a PAF coverage grade outside the top 40 com- cornerbacks. So fire those guys up. I like, um, yeah, I like him. Like I said, James Washington and, Cl- and uh, Claypool, though, I don't know about them guys. I think you got to still sit them. I know, I know I'm if, up on waiver, though. If, if Juju sits, if Juju is out uh, Sunday, Whoever you feel more comfortable with, I don't know if it's Claypool or Washington. I might, I might feel comfortable starting Claypool if Juju's out. Which one you like? Um, if I had to start one, oof, that's ugly, man. Probably oh, Claypool just because of the one? upside. I wouldn't start any either of them. Um, Claypool is definitely a stash for me because 
he has he's got limited touches, but like he's been beasting on his touches that he has got. So I think we're gonna see his snaps continue to rise, but for now I'm not starting him. So so if if Juju's not playing, who you think gonna see the most uh attempts behind Deontay Johnson? Ebron, Claypool, Washington? I would go Washington. Mm-hmm. I would go Washington. Okay. And I think Washington would get the red zone target too. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about red zone target. Has he been getting targeted in the red zone? I'm not I, sure. I know I see the catch the touchdown down there before. I don't know. Yeah. I know he's like more like the field stretcher of him and Claypool, really. So I, I seen on my own eyes. Uh, I, I can feel that. I, I think Ebron may have some less sneaky value. Yeah, seven targets in two weeks. I'm cool. On the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson, man. He's currently the number 15 quarterback. You know, that's definitely not where you drafted him at. He's averaging 34 attempts a game. That's outside of top 15 quarterbacks. He also has one of the worst matchups this week. I got him. Of course, you got to start him, but I got him with the temporary expectations. If you could pivot to somebody else, I don't know, in one, in one QB leagues, you know, somebody with a better matchup. I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree, man. The the NFL. Big Ben or Deshaun Watson? Say it again. Big Ben or Deshaun Watson? Big Ben. Yeah. And the the NFL did not like this Deshaun Watson to start the season. His first three games have been hell. He's paying some for he's real. great defense. I, you can go ahead, I think they're gonna come out, you know, uh like playing desperate this this game because like you said, they they start off on two. And this is a tough matchup, but it's not as tough as the other two that they place, faced. Um, so I, I definitely got a temper expectation, but I'm still firing him up. Like easily. The, the, the only the only thing that worries me is he's only thrown um, two TDs and have yet to throw 300 yards. And plus, the Steelers' defense have allowed 17.5 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And they have a pass rush grade of 86.9, which is first in the NFL. And mix that with the, the worst, one of the worst offensive lines in the league, which is ranked eighth in the league at, in Houston. And uh, he's going to be running for his life come Sunday. Yeah, bro. I don't know what you were talking about, but like Bud Dupree and J.J. Watt coming off. Not J.J. Watt, but uh, J.J. Watt brother. I Young Watt. Young Watt. Hey, man, them boys. <laughs> hey, did, I don't know if you've been seeing Bud Dupree, but he's been laying motherfuckers. I mean, no. I I do re- y'all do realize though that they let Denver keep it close with Jeff Driscoll all week, all game last week, right? So, I mean, like I said, and this is Deshaun Watson, and they're desperate, bro. So, I'm I am Timber and expectation. I don't think he's gonna be like a top three option or anything, but you know, you you can't. I'm firing him up. I'm not thinking. Well, you, I don't know if he have the rankings. Like you can tell him where you think he's gonna be. Um, on to the running backs, David Johnson, man. Melvin Gordon was able to get 70 yards off these guys on 19 touches. But, uh, you know, we all know how they shut Saquon down. with a, uh, just It was an ugly week one for him. We've seen now two David Johnsons, both games, um, 11 carries. The first game, 77 yards, and 34 the second game. How do y'all feel about David Johnson, Lewis? Uh, what, what you hit on it, where the Steelers defense is – crushing the uh, rushing game right now. They're fifth fewest in fantasy points per game, two running backs in 2020. But uh, where I think Johnson could make his money back and uh, have a safe floor is uh, with that pass rush uh, D-line that Steelers got, and they come in to um, Watson. He'll be dinking, 
dinking the ball off to Johnson where he get a catch and some yards. So Johnson should have a safe floor in PPR league, PPR leagues just because of that. Yeah, I agree, man. That's what that's what uh you know, I wanted to look and see how Melvin Gordon did against them and he did good because he was the only – I feel like it was because he was the only running back out there. Um, he didn't have Lindsey to compete with, and he was used heavily in the passing game, which I believe David Johnson would be also. So not going to be that uh, – not going to, you know, give you RB1 numbers most likely, but, you know, he's his floor is safe. Mm, so so when I spoke about everybody on the team, do you, is it now the time to start talking about Jordan Ash, uh, Atkins? as uh, he's shaping up to look like the top passing target for Watson right now. So would you wait and see another week, or would you fire him up in the flex? Depends who I have at uh, my options. Um, like, we talked about this on our streaming, on the waiver wire show of who we would, you know, like rank in terms of, like, streaming tight ends. So, like, I will, I will play Mo Ali Cox over him, um, but he's second in line, bro. He's caught – all 15 of his targets so far. So mm-hmm. I think it's no, no, he caught all nine of his targets. I think he has uh, whatever many targets he's had, mm-hmm. he's caught all of them, bro. Mm-hmm. So I think he's definitely going to be uh, relying on him going uh, forward. Uh, so stream, if we talk stream options, I kind of like Drew Sample over them because he has a cupcake matchup and he showed promise with uh, Burrow last, last week. But uh, that's another subject for later. I like it. What so you said. weird how Will Fuller went from eight targets to zero. But he was yeah. like, he missed like half the game because of his hamstring, which everybody knew was coming. But he's not on the injury report right this week, though. Like, yeah, not this week, but he was definitely on the sideline stretching last week. He got a bad matchup against Joe Hayden in the L one starter. Yeah. So at the Indianapolis Colts, I got to sit for Donald, sit for Gore. Crowder's probably not going to be there. Nobody else on the offense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I literally have everybody has sits for them, bro. Don't need if you're in, if you got kickers in your lead. Don't need to start the Jets kicker. <laughs> bro, Gates is so bad, bro. Like all these options are hurt for them, right? The only playmaker that they have available right now is Herndon, but he's using him to block more than any other tight end in the league, bro. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like this dude is literally, bro. He's like. Fire me, please. Fire me. <laughs> he still has a job. I'm tired of coaching. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where's Peyton Manning? Right. <laughs> Phillip Rivers has a number three matchup for quarterbacks. Would you start Phillip Rivers or Deshaun Watson? Watson I'm like, oh, yeah, I just about to say, I'll take him Watson. Uh, Phillip Rivers, uh, aren't, some, aren't some people hurt? Some receivers hurt? Yeah, he's, he got Paris Campbell's hurt. And that was looking like his top target. He loved week one. But now. the – the reason why I have him as a sit is because if you look at last week when they didn't need to throw the ball, they crushed Minnesota like 38-6, to six, I believe. He had a, you know, hor- not a horrible game, but they just didn't need him. So I feel like with them being 10-point favorites at home, then it's the game script is going to play out similar to their last week. So I'm not starting Phillip Rivers this week. I know who you is starting there. Who that? Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> must yep. start. Must start. Jonathan Taylor's a must start. I didn't even write him up, man. Everybody what about Naheem Hines? Not start Naheem Hines for kind of the same reason as uh, Phillip Rivers, man. They're 10-point favorites, so I think he's going to be more involved when they are trailing in games. Like, he had one target last week after seeing 15 opportunities week one when the game was close. So, mm-hmm. if they have this game in control, then you're not going to see a lot of Hines, I don't think. 
T.Y. Hilton or Michael Pittman you want to start? I know we mentioned Michael Pittman on the last episode, the waiver wire episode. I'm still not comfortable with Pittman yet, man. Um, it was good to see his snaps go up. Like he played like 90% of the snaps last week. So yeah, so he should be the beneficiary of Paris Campbell even. But I still want to wait a little bit. I don't like they're not going to need him too much this this week, man. He might get targets, but it just that floor is low, and I don't, you know, I think his ceiling is pretty low right now too. Now Hilton, what do y'all think about that? Fourteen targets two weeks. I like Hilton this week actually. Yeah, it does concern me that his snaps went down last week though. He only played fifty seven percent of the snaps, and he only has seven catches on eighty yards in through two weeks. So I don't know, I think, man. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of worried for you know. I don't know if him and uh, Philip on the same page or Philip on it's on the on the page with this offense. I'm just if I see Mo Ali Cox to do good against again this week, that's probably not a person that I'm targeting at the moment on their offense until I see T Y put up some T Y numbers. Yeah, I'm starting Mo Ali Cox this week. Yeah, but T Y Helen, like I mean the matchup is good enough for you to like roll him out there as a wide receiver three low in, I would say. But uh yeah, I'm I'm worried about him if the snaps continue to trend he's the way just, they are. He's just not uh, that T.Y. Hilton anymore, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, like he lost not, a step. I don't know if he lost a step, or he, but he's just not that in the offense anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mo um, Alley Cox, definitely. Yeah, for sure that. Definitely. Uh, we talked about him on the waiver show, but um, like I said, he's my favorite option if you're streaming a position. If Doyle is out again this week, um, he's the second great, highest graded tight end through two weeks and is number one among tight ends in yards per route run. Good night. I might have to start. Mo Alicox. The Panthers are at the Chargers. Anybody got what's the spread for this one, Rose? Panthers and Chargers. Uh, Carolina is six and a half point um, underdogs, and it's a 44 point over under. Teddy Bridgewater is only averaging 38 – well, not only. He's averaging 38 passes a game, but he still looks subpar, uh, two interceptions and a touchdown through two weeks. He, he played a pretty sh- strong defense in Tampa Bay last week. Um, he has another strong defense this week against the Chargers and is without CMC. Um, I got him as a sit. Mike Davis caught all eight of his targets last week when CMC went out. He got all of the snaps too, um, 74 yards. We've seen – Curtis Samuel in the backfield sometime last week, so that could be something another wrinkle that they put in back there. But you probably went out and put a lot of money on Mike Davis to go get him because you were in a pinch. So of course he's probably going to start him, but he's probably going to be like an RB two. I got him as an RB two. I don't think he's going to give CMT numbers. How do you feel about that, Jabbar? They they did say uh, Curtis Samuel's is expected to get a bulk of the snaps at receiver and then also some rushes too because he do well in that department. So Curtis Samuels is a player to watch. DJ Moore, of course, he locked in and started. Robbie Anderson, man, he's matched up against Casey Hayward Jr. It's, I got him as a start, man, because he showed you back-to-back weeks. And uh, he's only – what's that? What's 22 minus 18? Four. Four. Three. Three. Four. Four. Oh, yeah, four. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> four. He's only uh, four more targets – Four less targets than DJ Moore. Uh, he got six red zone targets, and he's uh, averaging his average depth of target is ten point nine. He caught two deep passes for one hundred and fourteen yards. So, of course, uh, looks like he has some kind of rapport with Teddy Bridgewater. So, I think you got to start him, but temper expectation just because his matchup. 
Yeah, him him getting a hundred yards in two straight weeks, man. You definitely have to take notice of him, bro. And and CMC is out, so I'm all over DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Targets going up for the rest of the year, man. This is just another example of another player leaving Adam Gase and performing <laughs> way better than expectations. Hmm. The Gase Project <laughs> never fails. On the other side of the ball, Justin Herbert, the new starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Of course, last week he put up another three or put up his first 300 yard game in a touchdown. He has the number one matchup according to PFF uh, for quarterbacks. I got him as a start. Yeah, for sure. I think he looked way, he looked really good last week, man. Came in there unexpected. He wasn't ready. To, like, he wasn't expected to start, bro. He still came out there against the Super Bowl champs and put up 300 yards passing and almost won the game. So, with them and this cake matchup this week, bro, I like cute um, super flex leagues, man. I definitely believe he uh, deserves some consideration as a QB2. Side note, did he look better than Burroughs last week? No. no. Okay. <laughs> no, Burrow, bro, Burrow, just just to, to pause right there, Burrow was making some throws, bro, that rookies do not make. They're not supposed to make those type of throws, bro. Like that dude is a god. <laughs> not yet. He's he's trending that way though. Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly are both starts. Um, Keenan Allen is. Are we just gonna say who's our start of the week, or are we gonna do it at the end of the episode? We should just do it in. The well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll a little sneak peek. Uh, Josh Kelly will be talked about later, but yeah, Keenan Allen will be talked about later. Mike Williams, um, I got him as a sit. Hunter Henry, eight targets in back-to-back games. He's a start for me. Lot there, probably yeah, like Hunter Henry. Lions versus the Cardinals. Matt Stafford averaging twenty-two fantasy points per week. Um, Swift, Peterson, and KJ, you want to start any of those four? Who? Matt Stafford. Uh, Matt Stafford, uh, I would start. Um, he's, expected to get, uh, he's expected to get Galladay back. And as you can tell through the first two games, he's been kind of average. Um, I think he really needs Galladay out there. Um, last year, with Galladay in the lineup, he had an 8 out of 11.4. And through two weeks, he only has an 8 out of 9. So doesn't have that deep target that he's used to having with Galladay. I don't think. Marvin Jones is that guy anymore. So, um, and then they also have the fifth rank QB schedule this week. So, definitely like Matthew Stafford this week. Uh, and KJ, I, I got uh, one one thing on Stafford that I got in my notes is uh, the Cardinals defense have been playing tough against quarterbacks, only allowing 221 yards passing yards per game this year, which is eighth in the NFL. But if Galladay is back, for sure start that guy. But if Galladay is not playing, I would not start Stafford at all. Yeah, and then the over-under is is 54-and-a-half. So they're expecting it to be a shootout. And with uh, another thing about the matchups, especially this early in the season, is you got to, like, since it's only two games have been played, you got to – what I like to do is kind of peek at those matchups that – you know what I mean? So, like, last week they played Haskins. So it kind of skews that, you know, matchup against quarterbacks. Like, you know, he is an average playing like an average quarterback right now. So I definitely don't think they've seen nobody like Stafford who is prone to air that bitch out. So bow, 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 bow. Swift, Peterson, or KJ, you want to start any of those? Uh, if I had to choose one, go ahead, Javar. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, the backfield is a shit show. I wouldn't start AP. Um, but if I had to start any, and I wouldn't start any of them in the 
running back one or two position until one of them is hurt or we see who is clearly getting all the touches. But uh, I would be fine starting Swift or carry on. If you have to start carry on, I would start him in the flex. I would feel comfortable starting Swift in the flex. But I wouldn't expect anything higher than RB3 numbers unless they reach pay dirt. And the Cardinals are allowing 120 yards, which is 15th in the NFL yards per game to running backs. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if I had to choose one, it would be Swift. He's been quietly leading the lines and snaps through two weeks, averaging uh, nine points a game so far. So I think his floor is safe. Um, you know, since he he's um, his his high in carries is five, so he's being used in a passing game a lot. Average of five targets a game. They have the fifth best matchup for running backs, and he's also seen a carry inside the five, mm-hmm. something that uh, AP actually hasn't seen, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Another sneaky streamer play I got is TJ Hawkinson. Four catches last week for 62 yards. If he would have had a touchdown, it would have been, you know what I'm saying, a nice week for him. And he's uh, – I just feel if if Galladay is on the field, everybody um, – I have my notes. If Galladay is on the field, uh, everybody value rises. Hawkinson has only had one red zone target uh, with Galladay out through the first two weeks. So this offense is really struggling, struggling without – Galladay and everybody selling his cap until Galladay comes back. Yeah, but he's becoming – I believe he's becoming an every-week start, man. He's caught all nine of his targets for 118 yards and a touchdown. Um, and he's also seventh among tight ends in yards per route run. So, got him in that he's last – He's pretty good. Regrab, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Kyler Murray, on the other side of the ball, Kyler Murray is a start, of course. Keon Drake, man, he's a 21st running back in fantasy, according to – According, according to uh, uh, PFF, he has a 12th matchup for running backs. How are you feeling about him, Rose? Um, I like uh, Kenyon Drake this week. Um, I thought I wrote him up. I guess I didn't. Uh, I, but definitely, I definitely, yeah, I definitely like Kenyon Drake this week. This is a good spot for him to get back, especially with the um, over-under being so high. Yeah, um, Ken Drake has a great matchup this week. This is the week this guy better break out his slump because I got him on a couple teams. Detroit defense has allowed 204 rushing yards per game in 2020, and that is 32nd in the NFL. So if Drake don't do it this week against this cupcake matchup, he won't ever do it. But he should do it because he's averaging around four yards per carry this year. So fire Drake up. Somebody tweeted out. Right. Uh, if you don't like my production through two games, drop me and let somebody else. You know, somebody get some benefits. Exactly. <laughs> Did y'all mention that uh, Detroit's averaging the third or giving up the third most points to running backs? No, we didn't. That's another another uh, plus for him. So definitely like Drake this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a, a stud. I think he might be my number one wide receiver this week. I don't know. I ain't arguing with you. Oh, I just want to see what y'all had. If y'all had him, that number one. On the other, that's that's all I want to start from that game. Of course, Christian Kirk is supposed to be out, and they don't even have a tight end. Yeah, if he, so I, I guess it's looking like he is going to sit. But if he, he does practice. play, man, that matchup is looking very nice for him, bro. He hasn't um, Yeah, so you just got to monitor it. Um, but not only, like I said, I just wrote it up just in case. Um, not only is this the high, one of the highest over unders of the week. But he'll see mostly Jeffrey Okuda, who is ranked as a 28.6, according to PFF. And he's given up the most yards per route cover this year. He'll uh, who, one game, and he's a rookie. 
What uh? Which I mean, wide he's still a rookie. Most, he's still a rookie. Which he, wide receiver? Like top five pick though. He's like a top five pick. Okay. Well, you think he made that big of an improvement in two games? Bro, he only he's only played. He didn't even play the whole game. He got hurt. He went out. Oh, well, he, they he, got him starting. The numbers are skewed. But all right, well, until, I'm, until I'm, he shows me otherwise, I'm starting whoever is going against him. Well, well, how about this, Gabe? Um, we all know Kirk is going through some grind issues this week that have stated. But uh, despite Kirk not putting up much production, Kirk leads, leads this team in total targets of 20 yards or more downfield. That's surprising, huh? And uh, the Lions <laughs> have the most deep attempts, which is 16 and 2020 downfield. And Kirk's leads the team in total air yards. So just with that stat alone, Kurt is a great buy low player um, for you if you still believe in him. And uh, he has great upside in week three. I ain't starting him. Not with no growing injury. He said buy low. Yeah. He said to start for week three. Oh. The Bucks versus the Broncos. Anybody got an over-under? Uh, yes, it is. Tampa Bay um, favored by six points and 43-point over-under. The GOAT himself, Tom Brady, has a 15th-ranked matchup, according to PFF. He's averaging 35 a game. I think this is going to be a tough matchup against the Broncos defense. I got him as a sit. Anybody feel different? Yeah, I mean, I'll, definitely outside of Superflex leagues. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he's, his floor is just too low, and he don't have a ceiling right now. So, Yeah, I don't like it. Don't the like Brady the running back combo of Fournette and Ronald Jones, uh, a tale of two different weeks. Ronald Jones went out the first week, Fournette the second week. Uh, Fournette played 43% of the snaps uh, to Ronald Jones, 34 last week. Um, they got a 30th rate matchup for running backs, according to PFF. I think you got to sit both of them and let, if, you, if, you, if you can. I know a lot of teams are in that, um, trouble right now. Okay. Well, do, you, do, you, do anybody have a stat on who is getting – the red zone, the end zone targets. If if one of them is leading in that department, I will I would like that running back because I think Tim I'm pretty Bay. sure that they split pretty much because Ronald Jones got most of the snaps week one, Fournette got him week two. Um, so we, we still really don't know the clear picture. Like if Fournette comes out here and he gets most of the snaps this week, then he's going to be the every week starter moving forward. I feel like, um, but until that happens, man, like we've seen countless times last year with them going back and forth between Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. It's just like a better exam- better situation because Fournette is better than Barber. But, but yeah, just side note, bro, I, re- I feel bad for Ronald Jones, bro, because, yeah. I don't, like, I was watching that game, bro. Well, I was, I was watching Red Zone, and I remember they mentioned that um, he botched the handoff, bro. And right when he said that, bro, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> like, here we go, bro. And then Fournette was on the field for the rest of the game, bro. So. Hey, look uh, not even that. Let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little deeper. All all season, <laughs> you the guy running Jones. You doing all this? Get in practice. You the guy. Then come up a couple of days before week one. Uh, we got alternative plans. <laughs> yeah, but if he would have been playing perfectly, then he probably would have stayed the starter, bro. But I feel like they were just literally looking for a reason to bench him, bro. Like he literally messed up one time, bro, and he didn't see the field again. Like that's that's crazy, bro. Hey, man, the uh, what have you done for me lately? Well, hey, Fournette better stay perfect too, bro, because so, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and Chris Godwin both have great matchups. Uh, A.J. Boye, I think, is going to be out. I didn't see him on the report, so 
They're both locked and loaded starts for me. Yeah, definitely. They might, they might both have top 10 boys. I don't know how I can get not sit Tom Brady in. I got to do that now. Anyway, the tight ends, I got them both at sit. They came out and said Gronk is a blocker. That was gross. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that is so disrespectful, bro. On the they other literally side, came out and said that in a press conference. They were using Gronk, the best tight end in the history of the game, as a blocker. Gronk was like, "Bro, what the fuck?" I know. OJ's yeah. like, "Welcome to my world." <laughs> Told you they don't throw the tight ends down here. <laughs> tight ends come here to die. Exactly. Real school on the other side of the ball. Um, unless you probably. Have to. I got him as a C. He got the worst matchup for QBs. Like I said, that Tampa Bay defense is a, is a beast. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he has a bad matchup also against that Tampa Bay de- defense. Um, he did have 70 touches against the Steelers defense, but the volume is going to be the key. I got him as a start, but probably like an RB2 start this week. I like it, yeah. As a start, he can get the volume. A young or a not good quarterback, I should say. And they lost their number one wide out. Yeah, Judy or KG uh, KJ Hamler would you want to start any of those guys? Judy does look good, but he has a tough matchup. It's a no fly zone out there in Tampa Bay. Mm. One of them's, I think, going to have a good game. I believe. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's going to get have a good game. He's two straight games of being heavily involved, so I know he's going to have a good game. But I still think that between KJ Hamler and Judy, that one of them will step up. And if I had to choose, it would of course be Judy. Um. No offense. Yeah, that's it from that game. Dallas at the Seattle Seahawks. Dak Prescott went bonkers against the Falcons in the in the comeback game. Uh, three goal line touches, three goal line touchdowns. Currently the fifth ranked quarterback in in the um in fantasy. A start. Zeke is a start. Even though Zeke um Dak vultured the, t- the goal line touches from him last week, he's still a start for me. He would have had a monster game if he would have got those touchdowns. Amari Cooper is a start. Uh, he's against Sha- uh, Shaquille Griffin. Amari Cooper showed that he's the, still the number one wide receiver out there. Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, who is the wide receiver too? That's the real question. Uh, five mm-hmm. targets for Gallup in both games. But CeeDee Lamb has 106 yards and six catches last week. He looked like a monster. He's matched up against Uga Amadi. Um, uh, is this first name really Uga? I think U-G-O. C.D. Lamb is averaging uh, two yards uh, per route run to Michael Gallup is 1.2. So Michael Gallup is playing more of the snaps, but only by a little bit. 91% of the snaps to C.D. Lamb's 83%. I got C.D. Lamb as my start if I had to pick who I want to start out of those two. How about y'all? Yeah, I have them ranked Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, so right there with you. But I am I, I do believe that they're all starts because, like you said, he's Gallup's on the field for 90%. So with it being three – really good receiver options, bro. Like, we know that somebody's going to be left out you yeah. know, every week. So, Gallup just was has been left out so far this, through two weeks, bro. But I definitely think he's going to have his good games. And it could happen this week, bro, because um, uh, uh, Seattle's allowing calls. the most points to wide receivers through two weeks. He's let, He had two big calls on uh, passing appearances called back in two weeks. Exactly. So, that's the stuff that doesn't show up on a, on a stat sheet. But you got to pay attention to that. So um, you said three big guys at the receiving group, but uh, that boy Dalton Schultz had 10 targets last year. He got something to say about being included in there and making it a big four. 
Which yeah, I, think I agree. But I don't think they're going to force him the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if he has a good matchup, then yeah. But he is going to be um, going against KJ Wright, who's allowing the fourth fewest yards per route covered and third fewest uh, fantasy points per route. Mm-hmm. They're also giving up the six fewest points to tight end. So with, with the receivers having such a great matchup and him kind of having a bad matchup on paper, you know, I don't think they're going to force him the ball. So he's a sit, he's for, a sit for me. this. Yeah, he's a sit for me this week. Cool. The Packers are at the Saints. Aaron, this Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, the Packers. You didn't talk about Seattle. Oh, I didn't talk about Seattle? Mm-mm. All right, well, let's talk about Seattle. Where's All right, so D- DK Lockett, DK Metcalf and Lockett, they're both plays, of course. But, um, you know, they've combined for 29 targets through two games. But mm-hmm. I'm especially excited for Lockett this week. He's going against Jordan Lewis, um, who's graded out as a 43, according to PFF, and allowing an 80% catch rate so far. Then you have Dallas allowing the six most fantasy points to receivers. So fire up both of them guys this week, especially Lockett. I like it. On the uh, Now to Packers and the Saints. Aaron, discount, double-check. Rodgers is back. He's a lot to know to start every week at the number two. Last matchup, according to PFF, uh, against the Saints, but who cares? Exactly. He's in FU mode right now. And after, and after what we've seen Carr do to them guys last week, Aunt Rogers about to come through here and make a tear, man. Uh, Aaron Jones, he's a beast, man. He's yeah, a beast. He, he is a beast. Something we talked about off air, man. This guy is beasting again this year, and he's playing less than 40% of the snaps. So. I don't know. I guess I guess it's working because they are winning games. Um, but it just sucks that he's not playing over that sixty percent threshold that I would like to see from my running backs, man. But as long as he keeps staying as efficient as he is, bro, I ain't gonna complain too much, bro, because he is a monster. And with the Monte Adams banged up, if he uh, does miss time, then you know his uh, targets went up last year when Devontae Adams was out. So should be see even more of that this year or this week. Mm. I like it. Um, if Devontae Adams is in, of course, you're going to start him. If if he's out, would you want to start Lazard? He will be the number one run wide receiver. I have uh, I have my notes. If uh, Adams is out, fire up Lazard and MVS. They're both averaging not much right now. With, with uh, Devontae Adams playing, they're both averaging over four targets per game. MVS is being targeted more and is the downfield tar- threat in the team. Um, both have a great chance to put up wide receiver two numbers, but MVS has the upside to be a wide receiver uh, one this week against a defense that allowed 284 yards and three touchdowns to the Raiders. That's that's what I have for I know. So we don't know which Aints are going to kind of play uh, this week, but what they showed last week against Derek Carr and uh, a couple upcoming guys at receivers and coming in with uh, – the GOAT Aaron Rodgers as some vets at receivers. Um, I think they can have a decent game. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I w- it would be Lazard just because he's been on the field more. So, you look, you know, he's the number two with Adams there. So, I think he'll um, be the number one option. But I do agree with you that MVS will have the more, more upside because he's going to be the downfield threat. On the other side of the ball, we got the downfall of Drew Brees finally happened. He's dead last in a dot. That's average depth of target. So um, he's averaging five yards per target. So he's only throwing the ball at maximum five yards um, on the average. He's currently ranked 24th in fantasy. He's only had three attempts 
for 20 plus yards, um, only completing one of those. Michael Thomas is out, or, or he's not officially out right now, but he's not going to play on Sunday. He is a sit for me. Man, I just want to say a couple things. You hit on everything with Drew Brees, but I love talking down about the Saints. So uh, PFF have Drew Brees graded out as uh, a 60, which is uh, 28th in the league amongst quarterbacks. Um, he has uh, a passing rating of 74.5 passing yards on throws, 10 yards or more downfield. And he had a cupcake matchup against the Raiders, who are 29th in the league in passing yards, and he still didn't really produce. So I definitely agree with you in that. Alvin Kamara is back in with force. Uh, I think he benefits the most from the Drew Brees meltdown. 42 touches through two weeks with four touchdowns. He's a lot below the start for me. I agree. Emmanuel Sanders was – I thought he was going to come in big with Michael Thomas being out. He's only seen three targets, so I have him as a fit. Uh, yeah, uh, Sanders haven't really showed good chemistry with the uh, Brees. But um, I got some interesting things about Trey Corn Smith that I know some people want to hear. So, um, as far as while Thomas is out, according to my notes, Trey Corn Smith is a start each week. His usage has been similar to Thomas. With Thomas out, his usage has been similar. Um, they both uh, with the A dot of nine point six versus nine, and um, the and they have the same amount of slat slot snaps. And uh, Smith is the wide receiver you want in this offense with Thomas out. He is. He is being used as the Michael Thomas and his offense and mix that with a Packers defense that allows the second highest TD percentage to wide receivers and the fourth highest two slot fire up Smith with confidence and uh, also be on the lookout for Deontay Harris. He's somebody to watch. He can make plays with the ball in his hands and the Aints are known for getting the ball to playmakers in space. So you, you may not start, uh, Harris this week, but uh, just be on the lookout for this guy because uh, they may get him the rock a little more. Yeah, I definitely agree with you about Trey Kwan, man. He uh, caught five of his seven targets for 80, what, 80 plus yards, bro. So just was missing a touchdown, man. But with that type of production, man, I'm definitely rolling him out there as a wide receiver three. No Sanders, though, man. He, I don't know what was going on with him. He was dropping passes and shit, bro. So don't know if that connection is not there or something, but he's not going anywhere near my lineup until I see something change with that. As far Gosh. as Cook, though, I would uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind starting Jared Cook. I mean, he did see five targets. He only caught two of them, but he did get a touchdown. So that's really all you're expecting from Jared Cook. Just get a touchdown. He's going to have a chance at that every week. So And he has yeah. a great matchup against uh, Christian Kursky, who's allowing a 92% catch rate. Yeah. So I got him as a starter. All right, so now for the last game of the week, uh, Monday Night Football. Are you ready, Are you ready for some football? A Monday hey, Night uh, Party. Hey. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is the start. CEH is the start. Tyler, I mean, Tyreek Hill is the start. Hardman or Robinson? They both played um, 65%, for, 65% of the snaps for Hardman, 62 for Robinson. Robinson is uh, running more yards per route, but only by a little bit. It's still the Russian roulette out there. Do you want to start any of those guys? If Watkins sit, then I would be okay with starting Harmon. Like you said, he uh, his snaps went up last week. He only saw 29% of the snaps in week one, and then he followed up with 65. 
Um, and then he has a good matchup against Marlon Humphrey, who is graded out as a 62. Um, and like Marquise Brown, who I wrote up before him, um, the matchup isn't – Baltimore is allowing the fewest points to receivers, but he only needs one play to, to return value. So um, if Watkins doesn't play, I'm okay with McCall Hartman. Yeah, pretty much. Travis Kelsey, that's it. Yeah, for the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson, of course, is the start. Uh, Mark Ingram, I think you can start him again. J.K. Dobbins or Gus uh, Edwards, uh, I think they limit the ceilings for Mark Ingram, of course. But do you want to start any of those as a running back? Man, I'm not cool with any of those guys, bro. Um, If I had to choose one, it would be Ingram because he's seen the most opportunity through two weeks. Um, Um, but uh, he's uh, averaging – or so here's the breakdown of that backfield. Ingram is at 39% snap rate, uh, 22 opportunities. Dobbins at 35%, uh, 10 opportunities, two end zone carries. Gus Edwards at 28%, 14 opportunities, and one end zone carry. So it's a full-blown committee. Um, and the only thing that – reason why Ingram is, isn't pulling away is because he's not seeing the end zone carries. So even though he's seeing the most opportunities, he hasn't seen an end zone carry. So – they're all over the place, man. I uh, I don't know, man. I'm still start Mark Ingram because I have to. Yeah, if I if if I had to choose, it would be him just because of the you know touches that he's seen. But it's scary that he's not seeing end zone carries, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm only fine with uh, Mark Ingram in the flex if you do start him. Marquise Hollywood Brown is only playing 68 percent of the snaps, but um, when he is on the field. He's, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's explosive. He's efficient with his touches. He has a matchup against Ladarius Sneed, who's graded 69 uh, by PFF. So it's an okay matchup for him. He's uh, six targets a game, which is not ideal, but like I mentioned, he's pretty efficient. I think he's a top 15 play with um, wide receiver one upside. Oh, wouldn't go top 15. I think I'm top 15. Because he he's only seeing six targets a game. So. Explosive. No, that, yeah, he's explosive, but it's volatile also. So I don't think I could rank him there. Definitely has that upside, man. But until that them targets go up, I, I, you know, he's going to be volatile. But like I said with McCobra, like he only needs one play. So I'm starting him, but it is going to be volatile with him. Correction, I got him at number 20. So top 20, <laughs> top 20 uh, play. Uh, Mark Ingram, um, a great tight end. Only three targets last Mark week. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews last week, only three targets. That was really weird. Um, you understand he only plays 58% of the snaps, but that's mainly because he's only in on the passing plays. Nick Boyle is in on the tight end um, blocking play, so he plays more snaps with 78%. But And, and we all know that um, the Ravens are a top rushing team, but he has a great matchup this week against Anthony Higgins. I think he has a bounce back week. How y'all feel about Mark Andrews? Yeah, every week start, bro. Every week start. Uh, that's the last one, man. I guess that's the start of week time. Let's get it. My start of the week coming in from the Los Angeles Chargers is Keenan Allen. As soon as I can find him. Hold on, you guys. I'm trying to find the game. Somebody else could. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Keenan Allen, 18 targets on uh, through two weeks. Uh, he saw 10 last week with Justin Herbert starting, and he got 96 yards last week. So and he plays 48, 44% of his snaps in the slot where he will be matched up against Jeremy Chin, which is a great matchup for him. Um, clearly, it shows that Justin Herbert has some kind of rapport with him. He trusts the veteran, and that's who he's going to lean on. With that running game going strong and Mike Williams, you know what I'm saying? Mike Williams will probably get his touches. 
But I definitely think that Keenan Allen going across the middle will be big for um, Keenan Allen this week. So he's a lot to load in my start of the week. I like it, man. Against that, especially against that um, Carolina poor defense. Yeah, I love it. Once Herbert came in the game, he was heavily targeted. Or yeah. once he started. I'm going to stick with that same team and go with Josh Joshua Kelly, running back of the Chargers, as my start of the week. So through two weeks, he's tied for six in rush attempts, tied for seventh, seventh in um, carries inside the five. Um, comparing him to Eckler, um, he has 37 opportunities compared to 40 for Eckler, 173 all-purpose yards to 235 all-purpose yards, 0.66 points uh, per touch compared to 0.65 per touch for Eckler, and then 12 points per game to 13 points per game with Eckler. So they're getting about the same opportunities. Um, their numbers look – in terms of, like, him – the touches, like, he's getting more of the, the work between the tackles. Eckler's getting the targets, of course, but – in terms of production, man, they're looking pretty good, man. It's it's just like we um, saw with uh, Melvin Gordon and Eckler, you know, in the past. So it's definitely 1A, 1B right there. And then you add to the fact that uh, Carolina has given up the most points to running back, and he is a must-start for me this week as a top 20 uh, running back. I love it, man. I, I know um, before the season started, I put uh, watch out for Justin Jackson as a sleeper. But I know it's just going to be somebody in there also getting the touches with Eckler. I got the wrong back, but I had the right philosophy. I like what you said. You got anything on, on that, Gabe? Nope. Who your start of the week? Well, my start of the week is – and I'm going to go with the same team, too. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. No, I'm just playing with y'all. <laughs> my start of the week is Kenyon Drake. On his Twitter account, he said, laugh out loud. If you're mad about my fantasy output the first couple of games – Drop me and bless someone else in your league with the wave and hand emoji and crying face. Man, let's just start off with this. I know we like whoa, 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 wait a second. That's not how fantasy works, Keon Drake. If I don't like you, bro, I'm gonna trade you. I ain't gonna drop you, bro. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry. I, I guess he's just getting a lot of DMs or getting added, like, bro, where's the production? <laughs> but uh these people clearly don't watch football if they're at him because he has played some of the top defenses for his first two teams in San Francisco. And then he played a crazy D-line in Washington. But picture this, over the next three weeks, Arizona will face Detroit, Carolina, and then the uh, JV NFL team league, the Jets. And uh, in those in, in week two, those teams allow running back one, running back two, and running back three performance, respectively, in that order. So uh, if you got Drake, the sun is on the other side of the mountain and it's coming, baby, because he's about to bust out this game this week. And I already put the stats and told you guys why he's about to bust out this game against Detroit. So just fire him up and be happy about him as your RB1 this week. Diverso country said the sun on the other side of the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) The sun is going to shine. I talked about who my city of the week was um, on the last episode, part one, uh, but it's AJ Green. Uh, me and Lowe's had a little back and forth about it. So if you want to go hear that, go along the other episode. Who your city of the week? You got a city of the week? If I had to do a, a – a, now I'll have a city of the week. Who you got a city of the week, Lowe's? You got I'm going with Austin Hooper, sadly. Um, talked about him on the last episode, but just to reiterate, um, we just, you know, we know his value will go down, but – it's basically non-existent and he's only caught 
or he only had six targets through two weeks. That's three a game and 37 yards total. So I don't care if they were playing uh, Arizona Cardinals from last year against tight end. I'm not, I'm not playing them, bro. Like until I can see him more involved in the offense, bro, he's not touching my lineup, man. Did you hear? Uh, and then on top of that, did you hear OBJ say, don't expect, he tweeted, don't expect huge numbers out, out of him this year. He said so, that? Yeah. He so if, if OBJ oh, is dead, man, don't, you, you damn sure can expect anything out of Hooper. He just said it's better for the team. They're a better running team than passing team. So he got to, you know, convert to that and be a team player. Some stuff like that. They're a better running team than a passing team. And when we do pass, they going, the targets is going to me. So just forget about Hooper this year. Yeah, <laughs> I get, I can, I'm down with it. Yeah, you know, I can dig it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, man, that's it. All right, man. Hey, good luck to everybody. Week three, man. Let's pray everybody to the fantasy gods that we have a healthy week. Thank you. Not like last week where every single person got hurt, it seemed like. So, um, you know, fantasy gods, please help us out this week. And uh, good luck to everybody, man. Shout out to Tonio. Hey, no fantasy. No. no.